Hello, beautiful humans. First of all, thank you for listening to Crown by Design, a Dash of Everything podcast. I am your host, Miranda Meyer McCarty. I have some really exciting news for Crone by Design Metaphysical Boutique. I was able to get into two shows in December. I've never done any shows in December, so I'm very excited. The first one is Mary Down Main Street in Lafayette, Indiana. And the second is Holly Jolly Vibes Market, also in Lafayette, Indiana. And you can see more information about both of those shows on my Instagram page as I will updating as all the information for those markets as we get closer to those market dates. So I've been working on the podcast and the business and just trying to wrap up the year the best I can. Also, I hope you all are having a great November. Lonnie and I are getting a bit nervous for the holidays as family comes into town and to be blunt, there's just a lot of drama and attitudes that come with the season. So I hope you, if you are in the same boat as us, that you find some time for yourself and know that it's only a few holidays and then things can return back to normal. So I am starting the podcast today with sipping on some hot organic pomegranate white tea from Trader Joe's. As you know, I like to try to have a hot tea while I'm recording. And so, especially if you are starting your own podcast journey, I found that a hot beverage that doesn't contain any dairy, uh, it helps with my voice so I have less cracks, less creaks, and a little more fluidity, as you may say. This week, we are diving into the topic of menstrual hygiene, from ways to keep yourself as healthy as possible during your period, to learning some valuable takeaways such as toxic shock syndrome, menstrual hygiene day, and period sex. Then we will talk about all the different types of period products, how to use them, and when to change them. In this episode, I hope to give you so much information for any possible questions you might have when on your period. And of course, I always let my door open to you. So if you have any questions or concerns or anything, please feel free to email me at crohnbydesignpodcast at gmail.com. So to get into the nitty gritty of ways to maintain menstrual hygiene, we have to start with the basics such as wash your hands. Make sure you wash your hands throughout the day, especially before and after you use a menstrual product and whenever you are in the bathroom. Two, discard any used disposable products. Whenever you are done using a disposable period product, make sure to dispose of them properly, such as wrapping them in a piece of toilet paper, tissue, or other material, and to throw them into the trash bin Do not throw them into the toilet. Even items that say they are flushable are in reality not flushable, such as flushable wipes, as they will not break down like toilet paper, leading them to clog up the pipes, if not first the toilet. Also, do not throw away pads or tampons or any other period products into the toilet, as it will clog the toilet. Another good hygiene tip is to wear lightweight breathable clothes specifically make sure to wear cotton underwear 
wearing tight, non-breathable fabric for underwear, lingerie, and pants can trap heat and moisture, allowing germs to thrive and in turn creating odor. Change your products regularly. I will dive into the specifics for different types of period products, but make sure to change them as often as suggested. Trapped moisture leads to higher chance of bacteria and fungi, which in turn can cause a rash or even an infection. Another amazing tip is to keep your genital area clean. Wash out the outside of your vagina, your vulva, and bottom every day. When you go to the bathroom, wipe from the front of your body toward the back, not the other way. Use only water to rinse your vulva. The vagina itself is a self-cleaning organ. Changing the natural pH balance of your vagina by washing or using chemicals to cleanse the vagina can be harmful and may result in a yeast infection or bacterial vaginosis. Also, use unscented toilet paper, tampons, or pads. Any type of scented hygiene product that is used on or to clean your genital area can cause irritated skin and can also impact your natural pH balance leading to an infection. Also, stay hydrated. This actually can help flush your urinary tract and keep your body from having an infection. Also, track, I know I'm saying also a lot, but there's so many good tips to just keep a safe, beautiful, healthy body during your period. So track and monitor your period. Your menstrual cycle is a valuable marker for your overall health. Irregular periods can be a sign of conditions like diabetes, thyroid dysfunction, and celiac disease, and so many others. You can track your period on a calendar or with an app on your phone designed for this purpose. I actually find tracking my period really helpful as I was able to go off from using birth control and I had my implant removed from my arm after it expired. I have a Fitbit watch that I wear and the app itself has a place where you can log your period and it is free to use. It is called Menstrual Health. And it doesn't only keep up to date with my period and period and predicting when it might start, but I can also log in daily details of my period, such as flow intensity, symptoms, mood, sex, ovulation test results, fluid consistency, and other events, such as if you took a morning after pill. It then saves all of this information for each calendar month, but also creates trends that you can look at whenever to see the dates of your period, how many days it lasts, your ovulation date, and your cycle length. Taking note of your period data, the app also then gives you an estimate for your fertile window. I think it's an awesome and easy way to track all of my period information And of course, this is not the only app that does so. There are a ton of apps out there that you can use for the same information, or you can just track it on your personal digital calendar on your phone or a paper calendar. But it is helpful to track it as whenever I do go to the doctor's office, they always ask when my last period was. And you know me, I have so many things and I know you have so many things going on. I can just pull up my phone 
and look at my Fitbit and go into my menstrual health and be like, oh, yes, I just finished up on the second. Like, it's very easy. Or, oh, I'm getting ready to start in a few days. And lastly, visit a healthcare provider for your annual checkup. An annual well woman exam is a full checkup that includes a pap smear, a pelvic exam, and a breast exam. These exams are essential for good reproductive health as they can catch early signs of cancer or other health issues. Talk to a doctor if you experience a change in odor, have extreme or unusual pain, or have more severe period simple sorry, not simples, symptoms than usual, such as a heavier flow or longer period. Each year on May 28th, Menstrual Hygiene Day is observed to highlight good menstrual hygiene practices during your period and also to raise awareness about the importance of access to menstrual products, period education, and sanitation facilities. So look around you on May 28th and see if you can do your part in sharing valuable information such as different infographics about different period products, how to take care of your body, menstrual hygiene, I was going to say hydration, but menstrual hydration, menstrual hygiene, you do need to stay hydrated to have good menstrual hygiene. And also maybe sharing this podcast with a few fellow friends and menstruators and as I think it's always great to learn about a diverse set of topics so then I can better support the different type of people in my life. So you can even share this podcast with people that are open-minded even if they do not have a period. I also want to take the time to talk about toxic shock syndrome, also known as TSS. What it is, toxic shock syndrome, is a very rare condition that's caused when bacteria gets into the body and releases harmful toxins. It can happen when you use tampons, menstrual cups, or menstrual discs, if they are not changed regularly enough. How to prevent toxic shock is whenever you're using tampons, menstrual cups, or a disc, is to wash your hands before and after use, use tampons with an absorbency suitable for your period, wash your menstrual cup or disc before each use, changing your product regularly following the manufacturer's instructions, and make sure you only have one tampon in your vaginal canal at a time. This is not a time to double up, triple up, nothing, no. When you're using a internal product, you are using a one and done type product. You are either only using one tampon, one menstrual cup, or one menstrual disc. You are not going to double up and use a tampon and a menstrual cup, a menstrual disc and a menstrual cup, no. Nope, 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 I'm gonna stop you right there. You're only using one internal menstrual product at a time, and I cannot stress that enough. But you can use one internal product with an external product, such as if you're wearing a tampon, you can wear a pad. If you're wearing a menstrual cup, you can wear a period underwear. 
any of these products, you can use one internal and one external. That is the only ratio that is okay. But you are not to double up on any internal menstruation product. So I'm sorry I got very serious, but I was just... When I was doing the research for this episode, I was just really scared about the people. There are so many people out there I know that were not given the proper education for this natural phenomenon that happens with your beautiful body. And I want to help get this information out to anybody who are starting their period, had a few periods, are like 10 years into their periods, or just about ready to finish up. I just want to give that extra nugget of education to help you and help others in their own journeys. So I'm sorry I got a little emotional, but I just wanted to lay that out. So also remember to change your tampon or empty your menstrual cup when you wake up if you've chosen to use the product overnight. I also want to stop here and let you know that it is highly discouraged that you wear an internal menstruation product while you sleep and especially to make it a habit. Due to the buildup of blood and possibly an opening for bacteria, please talk to your doctor about this for what might be best suitable for you as every body is different, unique, and beautiful. And also, remember to stop using tampons, menstrual cups, or discs when your period has ended. If you've previously been diagnosed with TSS, do not use a tampon, menstrual cup, or disc. Use alternative period products such as a period underwear or pads. Please, again, talk with your doctor about your experience with period products and see what they might suggest for your situation. And to further to build your knowledge of TSS, here are the symptoms. So if you experience any of these, please remove the product and go to the emergency room. TSS is a rare but can be life-threatening, so it must be diagnosed and treated quickly. Whenever you're using a tampon, menstrual cup, and or menstrual disc, you might have a high temperature, flu-like symptoms, sickness or feeling sick, a skin rash, diarrhea, dizziness or fainting, difficulty breathing, and confusion. If you experience any of those while you're on your period and using those types of products, please go to the emergency room, make sure to let them know you're on your period and what products you have been using, and it's also good to be upfront and ask if it might be toxic shock syndrome, just to get on their radar while you are checking in and talking to the nurses. As I'm switching up gears, I'm going to jump into this next section talking about different types of menstrual products. And I know I am sure I won't cover all types of products from all across the world and cultures, so I might not be discussing what you might use, and that is okay. You are okay to keep using the products that are best for you, as you know you. But I also wanted to give some good outlines of some of the most popular products. For each product, I will be detailing what they are, how to use them, most importantly, when to change them, the average costs, and the environmental impacts. 
So to start with, we're going to be talking about sanitary pads, sanitary napkins, period pads, or just pads. This product goes by so many names and is usually the most common product for when people start their periods because they are so easy to use. Period pads and pad liners are strips of padding that have a sticky side you attach to your underwear to hold them in place and work by absorbing menstrual blood through layers of absorbent material, usually rayon, cotton, and plastic. Over the decades, the designs of pads have evolved to become much more absorbent and comfortable with a wide range of sizes, absorbencies available to suit different flows, which is helpful as usually the during the course of your period, you might start with a heavy, medium, or light flow and change each day until it is finished. So how to use, pads should be changed at least every three to four hours depending on the type of pad and to be sure to read the box or packaging for more information about that specific brand as you want to change your pads at the recommended times or sooner depending on your flow. This helps prevent odor and leakage and to prevent bacteria growth. There are many different types of pads, starting with the different types of absorbencies. There is light, medium, heavy, and sleep. So all these are different ranges depending on your flow or what you might be using your pad for, such as sleep. Usually those are a little bit longer, they're a little bit wider, and they're usually a bigger absorbency range so you can sleep throughout the entire night as it collects your menstrual blood. The price range. So pads average on $6 per box with a normal period needing more than one box of pads, of course. This then leads to the environmental impact. Because pads are disposable and non-biodegradable, pads are not the most environmentally sound or cost-effective option. This then leads to reusable pads. These are cloth sorry. <laughs> These are cloth pads that you can wash and reuse. They're usually made of absorbent material like cotton or bamboo and have a snap button on the wings to secure around your underwear. It is recommended that after using the pad, you rinse it, then soak it overnight, and then wash it. The price range is a little different as a single pad can range between $12 to $35, depending on the absorbency and brand. Most brands have packs you can purchase, which usually means a lower price per item. And that then leads to the environmental impact. So like disposable pads, they are easy to use. They are also much better for the environment as they can be washed and reused. The upfront costs can seem quite steep, but as they're reusable over the long run, you will save money and also help the environment. Next product we're going to talk about are tampons. Tampons can get a little trickier. First things first, insertion. Like many period products, tampons require internal insertion, which can be uncomfortable for some users. Tampons like pads are made from highly absorbent materials, including rayon and cotton. Unlike pads, tampons rest inside the vaginal canal, 
so they don't discriminate when it comes to the fluids they absorb. In addition to your menstrual flow, tampons absorb the vagina's natural lubricant and bacteria. Introducing a foreign object into the vagina may disrupt its natural pH balance, causing irritation or discomfort. So to make sure to change your tampon at least every four to eight hours, and do not use tampons if you have a skin infection near your genitals, and seek medical assistance immediately if you experience symptoms. A big reason why tampons are a very popular option for menstruators is because they are more discreet than pads, both in the terms of the smaller packaging and also while they're being used, they're not visible on the underwear. Plus, they, are gen they can generally feel more comfortable when compared to sitting on a pad, which is left on too long, can be a little messy. The different types of tampons, just like pads, there's light, medium, and heavy absorbency ranges, but also an alternative is OB tampons is a type of brand of tampons, and there's different brands such as Cora that their tampons you can choose to not have a string attached to the absorbent, sorry, absorbent material, and they won't come with applicators. You, un you just unwrap the tampon and push it into place like a normal tampon. And then this is where you can get a reusable tampon applicator. And so the price of the average cost of a tampon box is $7. The environmental impact, but as with most tampons, because they are disposable and non-biodegradable, tampons are not the most environmentally sound or cost-effective option. On the bright side, if you were to switch to a tampons that don't come with applicators, this would cut down on the use of plastics, cardboard, and other materials that are used to make each individual applicator. And you can also get your tampons that are stringless, which also saves on material. Moving on to menstrual cups, I found this very interesting as I love my menstrual cup and I will go into detail later about my menstrual cup journey and which ones I've used and which ones I love or hate. However, menstrual cups have been available for purchase since the 1960s, but in the form of an aluminum cup. Yep. I'm just getting a moment of silence for those individuals as I just cringed and had a chill run up my spine too. I can't even imagine what that was like. Being cold is what I first thought of, but then also not really being shapeable to your own canal. And I bet it didn't give much when removing it as well. I just wanted to share this interesting nugget of menstrual product history. But nowadays, these products are on average about 2 inches in size and are made from medical grade silicone or latex. So they do not dry out the vaginal, sorry, I was going to say vaginal, but the vagina's natural moisture as a tampon would. Insertion is where many individuals tend to shy away from the cup. And it can be a little daunting, but I'm going to tell you how to use it. So to insert the cup, you fold it in half like a taco. Pinch it between your fingers and maintaining the pinch, insert the cup into your vagina and release. The cup uses suction to create a seal between the rim and the vaginal canal. 
So manufacturers sorry, recommend rotating the cup 360 degrees upon insertion to ensure the seal is intact or to run your finger around the edge and your vaginal canal to create a seal. So to remove the cup, you wanna break the seal by pinching it before removing. And since the cup then holds the blood instead of absorbing it, you wanna be a little careful when removing it as if you remove too forcefully, it can slosh the blood out of the cup. And I may or may not have had this experience. So definitely go slow and be kind to your body. And it might be a bit uncomfortable a few times, but once you practice, a cup should be able to wear it more comfortably. There are Sorry, I know the last part was a little confusing, but I meant to say it might be uncomfortable for the first few times that you use a menstrual cup, but as you start to practice it and you understand how to best use it for your body, wearing a cup should become more comfortable. And also there are several benefits to using a menstrual cup. Many menstruators say that their cramps are more manageable when using a cup because the flexible material moves with u uterine contractions instead of pushing back against them. You can leave a menstrual cup in for up to 12 hours, which means that can hold way more blood than a tampon. Additionally, there is no external string or pad to get in your way. It is important to make sure you empty your menstrual cup based on the manufacturer's instructions and wash your hands and your menstrual cup before and after each use. This is to reduce any risk of toxic shock syndrome. The price range, the cost of a menstrual cup ranges between $13 to $35 on average. The environmental impact, as menstrual cups can last for up to 10 years if properly taken care of, such as washing with gentle soap between each use and boiling once a month. Talk about saving money. For the same reasons, they are highly sustainable period, period care option. Then if you pair the menstrual cup with a reusable menstrual cup applicator, your life and menstrual product budget just got a lot lighter and easier to apply. I highly recommend looking into this option. Oh, I had to make a little stop there and take a break from recording as I went and had lunch with Lonnie. Since it's Sunday, he worked today just for like a little extra. And so it was nice to have lunch with him and catch up from the morning, but I'm back and I made another cup of tea. I am drinking the Libra Zodiac tea blend that I carry in my store and oh my God, it's so beautiful. Definitely check it out. I have all the Zodiac teas and they're all hand blended and made in small batches by such an amazing woman that lives in Indianapolis, Indiana. So I'm eternally grateful that I get to work with her and her business and share it within my business. But yes, now switching back gears, we're going to be talking about menstrual discs. And they're kind of like the lesser known cousin. Cousin. <laughs> Couldn't even say that word. Wow, that's how we're going to start this recording back up. Yes, okay. So they're like the lesser known cousin of the menstrual cups. And there are, coming out lately, 
new reusable options as well as the disposable options. So menstrual disc emerged on the scene in 2015. The disc can be mostly compared to a cup, although their only real similarity is that they collect your flow instead of absorbing it. Disposable menstrual discs at one time use are made from a medical grade polymer that heats up inside your body and molds to your unique, unique shape. Where a reusable menstrual disc can wash and reuse multiple times are made from soft and flexible medical grade silicone that contours to your body and can be reused if cared for correctly up to five years. So unlike Unlike a cup, a menstrual disc rests at the base of your cervix, the widest part of your vaginal canal. To insert the disc, you'll fold it in half and push it all the way up the vaginal canal so that it can rest behind the pubic bone. The menstrual disc has one benefit that is not shared by any other product, is that you can leave it in during penetrative sex. The disc collects your flow in a soft, malleable bag-like structure, so there is no risk of energy <laughs> injury to your partner. Additionally, because the disc sits at the base of the cervix and not inside the vaginal canal, it's not likely to be in your way. I also want to clear the air that menstrual discs are not a replacement for any type of birth control. You can still get pregnant. So please be aware and continue to use your barrier forms of birth control, such as a female or male condom. If you live an active lifestyle, you want to consider the disc as a period care option. Many menstruators prefer the disc to the cup and tampons for exercise, as the risk of slippage is next to none. You can wear the disc up to 12 hours, just like the cup, and works by collecting the blood in the disc. And again, similar to the cup, it can also take some time to figure out how to use it properly. Some people have even reported that they experience less painful periods while using them. So the price range of a menstrual disc is dependent on the brand, of course, and an average pack consists of eight to 12 discs of the disposable kind so they cost between 10 to $20. And so a menstruator uses an average of eight discs per cycle. There are a few brands that recently launched a reusable menstrual disc that can be washed and reused according to the manufacturer's guidelines. These cost between 30 to $40, but if taken care of correctly, they can last up to five years of reuse. So leading into the environmental impact, it depends on using the disposable and using an average of eight discs per cycle per year compared to using a reusable disc with proper cleaning and changing can last up to five years. So it's really a give and take on which type of product you like best. Like of course, if you wanna try it for the first time, I would highly suggest a disposable just because it is cheaper. And then you can try it for a cycle and see if you like it or not. And then if you want to invest, then I would propose getting a reusable one. The last type of menstruation product that we're going to be talking about is period underwear. And I absolutely love period underwear. Like 
most of the time when I start my period each month, I am usually like a really heavy bleed at the beginning. And usually I'm just hurting. Like everything just hurts down there. And I don't really like to mess with things down there. So instead of putting in a cup like I normally would, I would just wear my period underwear for like the first two days until it starts to ease up a little bit and not hurt as much and then I will wear a cup when it's a little less inflamed down there. But to get into behind the science of period underwear, it is made with multiple layers of microfiber polyester designed to wick moisture away from the skin and to keep moisture from leaking onto your clothes. Unlike many varieties of fabric, microfiber polyester is comprised of thousands of tiny filaments, which act as a maze for liquid to meander through at a glacial pace. The outer layer, sorry, the outer layer of period-proof underwear is made from nylon and lycra and topped off with a liquid repellent film to prevent further leakage. Like any relationship, you need to build trust with period-proof underwear. Unless pads are your go-to product, you may not be used to feeling the flow of your menstruation, as tampons, menstruation cups, and menstrual discs all halt your flow. This feeling can be a little unnerving and possibly after a while a little cold, especially if you go to the bathroom and pull them down, go to the bathroom, clean up, and then you pull them up. It's usually a little cold. And so that kind of surprised me when I first started wearing mine. But if you use it properly, you can trust that period-proof underwear will prevent leakage. The price is depending on the style. The period-proof underwear ranges from $24 to $65 per pair, and different styles offer different amounts of coverage. So you may want to invest in multiple pairs for various stages of your period. Like, I've seen many brands, like, I like to go through different types of companies and look at, see what they have in comparison. And so, like, I'll see, like, high-waisted, hipster, there's some that have, like, a sport cut, which is actually my favorite, because their elastic bands are a little bit easier on my stomach for cramps and bloating, and they just provide a lot of coverage. And also, I've seen a lot of companies carry a thong-like cut, too, that are period underwear, and I think that's fascinating. So definitely, you can choose your style depending on your flow and your personal preference, which is really nice. So leading to the environmental impact, so if you care for them correctly, such as you rinse them before washing and you hang dry, period-proof underwear will last for around two years. Users with a heavy flow can also pair period-proof underwear with their preferred period product for additional protection from leaks and pieces of mine. I don't know why I said pieces of mine, but peace of mind. But sometimes, you know, your thought process is a little fragment, so you needed fragmented pieces of mine. (laughs) Okay, I'm silly, I know. Another important aspect of menstrual hygiene and a good taboo to dispel is period sex. Oh yes, insert your gasp here. Oh my, period sex. 
I'm going to keep saying the word sex because I know you heard me say this at the very beginning of the episode and you've been gasping and waiting for me to talk about this crazy topic and here we are. So to start with, yes, you can have sex and penetrative sex during your period. It is completely healthy, normal, and safe. I have found an amazing article that answers frequently asked questions and very important period sex questions. I will be reading these questions and answers, sorry, answers straight from the article. The article is titled, wow, it's titled, no, it's titled, Period Sex, Breaking the Taboo. It is from the International Planned Parenthood Federation, and the link will be in my sources, so you could explore this article further on your own accord. So, to dive in, question one, is period sex safe? Period or no period, any penetrative sex that takes place without a condom means that the risk of transmission of sexually transmitted infections, STIs, and HIV is higher. So it is important you use male or female condoms or another method of barrier protection. And as any as and as usual, if you're using sex toys, give them a thorough wash before and after use. Question two, what about pregnancy? Because your period generally falls into the part of an ovulation cycle, where you're less fertile, it means you're less likely to become pregnant. However, it is still possible as some women ovulate early and also sperm can survive inside a menstruator's body for up to a week. So if you want to avoid a pregnancy, ensure you use a contraception. Question three, but is period sex weird? No. There are all sorts of cultural and religious reasons why it's developed, keyword developed, the stigma it has. But the reality is that period sex is perfectly normal and more people are probably doing it than you've realized. The more we talk about it, the more we can break through the stigma. Question four. Are there any benefits to period sex? Yes, orgasms can actually help ease period cramps and the extra lubrication from the blood can make some sexual activity easier or more enjoyable. Hormonal changes can also lead to intensified arousal. I can't say arousal. I can't, okay, no, I can't. Arousal, arousal, there we go. I'm so sorry. And sensitivity, meaning period sex can, in fact, be especially pleasurable. Saying that hormonal changes means you might just not be in the mood for sex, too. Some people might also find sex more painful than when they're not on their period, as the cervix is in a slightly different position during a period. There are many physical and emotional variations that someone might feel about period sex, and that's okay, as long as everyone is respectful. Question five, will it affect my period? 
Some people report their period being slightly shorter after having period sex. This is due to mu- muscle contractions. I can't talk right now. I am so sorry. This is due to muscle contractions pushing out the contents of your uterine lining faster. However, this won't be the case for everyone every time. Question six, won't it be really messy? Given the average person loses around six to eight teaspoons of blood during their entire period, it's unlikely much will come out while you're having sex. Beyond just a few smears of blood on the bed, many people choose to put a towel down first to make it easier to clean up after. But that's all entirely up to you and your partner. And the last question, what if I or my partner simply don't want to have period sex? As with any sexual activity of any kind, consent must be obtained from everyone involved first. So talk to your partner before getting down to it. Many people choose to forego vaginal sex while they're on their period in favor of other forms of intimacy or none at all. And that is fine too. Communicating your desires with each other is a respectful way is respectful way is key as always. So give yourself grace, give your body grace, and give your partner grace as this is always a crazy time each month and you never know how it might play out. So as I wrap up this episode, I just wanted to invite you to join me on a reflection of my own period journey and menstruation product journey that I've been on as I've, I use cups. I've, well, let's see, what have I not used? I've had pads, panty liners, tampons, menstrual cups, and underwear. So the only thing I haven't tried is menstrual discs. And of course, everyone is different and you're allowed to do whatever is right for you in your own body. Take that to the grave for sure. But I wanted to invite you on some reflection of my own journey as it might help you with some questions you might have for yourself. So during my menstrual cup journey, I will say it's been a lengthy process. <laughs> so I started with the Diva Cup because I think that was like the most, it was the first cup really available at many stores. And it's like one of the first cups that was really out there with all the branding and everything. But to be honest, when you get down to it, it was really expensive. And whenever I used it, it really didn't feel as malleable to insert. So like whenever I try to put it in, it felt like it was very rigid. So that was very uncomfortable and just to try to get it to seal and then remove, it just wasn't as flexible. So I didn't really care for that. I did like that the little tag that you can like pull it out was kind of bulbed. So that was nice to like easy to grab (laughs) to pull out because sometimes you might grab the wrong thing and it will hurt. And especially if you have nails, (laughs) that might hurt. So that's what led me to using the Flex Cup. It's again another, it was still pretty expensive, but I was like, okay, like they had it designed. It was a black cup and they're designed to this, 
thing to break the seal was manufactured into its cup itself. So it would like the tag that you would like pull out was actually attached to the inner wall of the cup itself, which means that there was literally a hole in the cup. So there was leakage, not at the beginning when I first tried it, there was a lot more leakage. And after I kind of mastered it, there was a lot less, but there was still leakage and I didn't like that. But the tag to pull out was a lot easier to use. And then the last one, uh, sorry, just trying to see how I was going to say this. But the last one that I have found, and it is my absolutely favorite cup. I recommend it to everyone. I wish I knew about it sooner. And it is the June cup. And it's literally like the month of June, June cup. They are very inexpensive. They start at $6 and they have different sizes and different levels of firmness of the cup. They're super easy to clean. Their website is super easy to navigate. And six bucks, oh my gosh, I could have bought like six of them for the price of the Diva cup. Like, I swear, I live by this cup. And so it was just an interesting cup journey I had but I also want to bring up there was a time that I was homeless for just a few weeks but I was working 60 hours a week and it was during the summer and I was working in a factory and of course on the cherry on top I was on my period and at this factory we were able to wear yoga pants like there was no AC and I was working around machines that were getting over 800 degrees Fahrenheit hot so it was very hot very greasy a lot of metal work and so wearing yoga pants and a tank top was my go-to outfit and especially being homeless I was kind of limited to only wearing this and so I found like I was drinking a lot of water and of course when you're drinking a lot of water I was sweating a lot out but I also had to pee a lot and so being on a very, very, very tight budget, I was using like, I call them gas station tampons. They're not the best quality, but they were there to get the job done. But what sucked is every time I peed, like I was just so sweaty and just so tired in this environment that I would have to change the tampon every single time I peed. And so that ate up a lot of my budget that I really didn't have. So I definitely wish that I had found, I was able to purchase a menstrual cup at that time. Because even like pads, I was like breaking out into what people would call like a diaper rash. Like it was just not a fun, great time. So that is like my PSA that if you can... I recommend going to June Cup and buying what you can afford of the reusable menstrual cups and donating them to your women's shelters, your homeless shelters near you, especially during the holidays. Like It's another really key way of giving back and I would love to work with one of these companies to make this happen. So I also 
do a crazy thing and that is called free bleeding. So I call it free bleeding because I literally, if I'm at home especially or at the very end of my uh, period, I will just freely bleed. Like I won't use any products. Like usually I'm wearing my loose, uh, they're called like, they're more of a, I forget, they're just a looser crotch pants. Like usually the crotch of these pants go beyond my knees and they're just really good for yoga and meditation. But I'll wear those pants and I just free bleed because it's just another way of just naturally letting it go and honoring my body and just being comfortable. So I'll sit on a towel on my couch, of course, and just to make that a little bit easier, which I know not everybody agrees with free bleeding, but I also, it's my body, so I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. So I definitely recommend trying it and seeing what you like. So I also wanted to talk about a few companies that I like, and of course, none of this is sponsored, so I just want to share some really great brands and resources, and some of these I've never said out loud, so we'll see how that goes. The first one is like Rael, R-A-E-L. I absolutely love their products. They have really good pads, tampons, uh what was it there they have uh that you can attach to your pants for like a little heating pad around like your uterus area and I love those so much they're amazing and they make good stocking stuffers of course I love June Cup and they I was just playing around on their website and they do now have reusable menstrual discs as well so I'll have to give that a try and they have period underwear. Uh, another one is Cora, C-O-R-A, another amazing brand. They have those tampons that I talk about that don't have an applicator and they are stringless and so a lot better for the environment. And another really great brand is Some Days. Some Days, they create natural products that you can use for your period. So like heating pads, different type of things to use in the bath or to wash or for your symptoms. I absolutely love that brand as well. And I also wanted to jump down in my notes, actually, because I was going to tell you a story, but I'll save that for the end. I was, uh, whenever I'm researching for a script, like I'll have a conversation about the topic with my coworkers. And so I work in the Department of Public Health here at Purdue University. And so we have amazing staff and faculty, professors that are researching and creating policy changes in the most amazing dynamic ways to just better the world, to be more inclusive and loving and to help people. And uh, their work is just phenomenal. And so I was talking to with Dr. Andrea De Maria, and God, if you don't know who this person is, you need to research her. She is an absolute powerhouse. So definitely go Google her, read some of her work, 
And I am just beyond lucky to know her. And so whenever I had some questions, I would literally write them on a note and hang them outside her door when she was in meetings. And so whenever, and she was so sweet, she found time to like answer my questions and to provide resources. So just a little shout out to her. But I was talking with her about toxic shock syndrome and she gave me a book recommendation and it is called Toxic Shock. A Social History by Shara Vostrel. And I'll include the title in the show notes under further reading. And then she also told me about the brand name Sunny. It's a menstrual cup applicator, a reusable one, of course. And I forget if she knows the inventor of the applicator or she, I don't know, there's some connection there, but I really believe she does because that is completely in her realm of expertise which I thought was amazing as I've seen the Sunny Applicator before but haven't tried it yet, but now it is on my list to get for sure. So I just want to shout out my amazing department that I work with, that they're so loving and supportive of my business, of my podcast, so a shout out to such a great department. And I'll end up this uh, episode with a little story from my grandma, So my grandma is 86 years old and she's lived most of her life in Indiana, but she was born in Minnesota with seven siblings and she comes from a heritage of half German and half Swedish. And so she shared me a few personal stories that I was shocked that happened to her and I will have to ask her more about for a future topic. And some of the stuff I need to ask for permission to see if she'll be willing to let me share it too because I think it's some controversial topics that happen to women way more than we think because people just never talk about it. And I don't know how many people in my family knew about this happening to her, but she just brushed it off and went ahead with telling me about how her sisters and mom dealt with menstruation. And so whenever they were on their periods, they would use rags and strips of fabric and put it in their pants and underwear for when they were on their period. Then they would, after they were done using them, they would rinse them out, wash them, and then reuse them. So I thought that was a very interesting way of really linking your family and like ask your family how they use products throughout their life. And it's just amazing connection of like most of my family are women. So I'm able to ask them questions and it's a really great way to like get to know each other and to see how much we have evolved in some situations and devolved in others. Thank you to everyone who has listened to this episode, and I hope you have enjoyed it and found some inspiration or something of value. I think openly talking about menstruation is a great way to normalize period talk in your life, and especially being able to break down the negative connotation and stigma around periods. Periods are completely normal, and it's a great time to show your body love, respect, and give your body grace during this time as everyone on this earth is here due to a skipped period. So take time to love your body and listen to it. 
And if you have any questions or want to talk more about periods, please feel free to email me at crownbydesignpodcast at gmail.com. Please help support the podcast by liking, reviewing, and downloading episodes and telling your friends about my podcast. Also, you can let me know if you have any recommendations or stories you would like to share in a listener story. You can submit all those at cronebydesign.com and and click on the Submit Stories for Podcast tab and fill out the form. You can find me, the podcast, and my shop at cronebydesign.com. I'm also looking to find a few sponsors to start and continue this podcasting journey with. I'm looking for like-minded businesses that would flow with my podcast and business. If that is you and you're interested in being a sponsor, please reach out to crownbydesignpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you again, everyone. I will see you next week. Be safe out there.